Well, good morning and welcome to you. Indeed, we wish you a wonderful week ahead and we're glad that you are here. And for those of you who are visiting with us, we extend a special Rosewood welcome to you today. Well, if you have your Bibles, would you turn to the Gospel of Luke chapter 10? The Gospel of Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 38. And this is the story of Jesus visiting Mary and Martha. This is a passage that I preached from for the first time at our district ladies retreat in June. But for those of you who were there, I want you to know this is a different message. It's the same passage, but a different message. So in case you think it's the same, it's not. Okay? So Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 38. And if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's word? As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits there while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken from her. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to worship you, Lord, with other believers. And we pray, Father, that now as we look into your word, that your Holy Spirit would come and would give us a fresh sense of wisdom, insight, and revelation. We pray that, God, you would speak to the lives of each one and have your way. And we also pray that you would help us to be obedient, Lord, to change and to transformation. And so we thank you and we commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, thank you. Feel free to be seated. Jesus and his disciples were on their way to Jerusalem. And on their way, they ended up stopping in a small village called Bethany. And there they stopped at the home of Mary and Martha. And you may be familiar with these two sisters who also had a brother named Lazarus. So you may be familiar with them. So Jesus and his disciples end up stopping off at Mary and Martha's house. And of course, this means that they were having company over, right? Now, I don't know about you, But when I have company over, it's like a whole thing, right? Some of you are more relaxed, but like for me, you know, I have to, I feel like I need to clean the place. It needs to look decent. Food needs to be cooked or picked up. You know, sometimes furniture needs to be moved out of the way. You got to put out good towels. Like you got to do stuff to prepare, right? So I don't know about you, but it's work for me. So you clean before people come, then you have to clean after they leave, right? It seems a little, you know, but that's just what happens. So I can only imagine 
the, the, the rush that Mary and Martha, well, Martha anyways, had in preparing for this group of at least 13 people, right? Jesus and his disciples. And that's a lot of people, especially if they show up unannounced last minute and are there for dinner. So that's a lot of work that needs to be done. So understandably so, Martha was busy. She was in the kitchen, she was cooking, she was preparing, she was trying to get everything ready. And I'm sure that at some point, she turns to ask Mary to do something, only to realize Mary's nowhere in sight. Have you ever had that experience with a family member? Probably, right? You need them to do something, but they're somewhere else doing their own thing. So Martha gets frustrated. She, she goes in and she sees that her sister Mary, she, she's not really doing anything in her mind important, but what is she doing? She's sitting down at the feet of Jesus, listening to his teaching. That, that's what she's doing. She becomes so frustrated that she ends up saying, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that while I'm preparing, I'm doing all this work, I'm getting everything done, my sister just sits there? Tell her to come and help me. Tell her it's not fair. She needs to do something too, right? So, so Martha was frustrated. You see, Martha's priority was preparing the dinner, getting everything ready for her guests. And she expected that that would be Mary's priority too. But Mary's priority was completely different. Mary's priority was spending time with the guests, spending time especially with the guest of honor who had come to their home. You see, she, she realized what was even more important in the moment than simply preparing dinner. And I'm not saying preparing dinner isn't important. Of course it is. And it has to get done. But there, there are times where, my friends, we need to prioritize the most important things in life. That we need to prioritize the people and things that really matter. The people and things who really matter in life. We need to make sure that we're putting them first and not just leave them in the back burner. Now, as I said, preparing dinner was important. And I'm not saying that it's not. And there are a lot of things in our everyday life that is important, that has to get done, that somebody's got to do, right? but it's not the most significant and important things. And I believe that there are times in life where we may spend too much time on other things and not prioritize and spend the most of our time on the things that really matter, the things that are most important to us. You see, Martha was trying to prepare for Jesus when Jesus was in her house she had the presence of God right there in her home to spend time with her. And yet she put her priority as just preparing and doing all of the things that needed to be done. The point of the story is not to tell you that you should be a Mary instead of a Martha. Because I believe that both roles are significant. But here's the thing. One cannot be more important than the other. There has to be balance. 
So there needed to be a sense of balance instead of one only being concerned with all of the things that needed to be done to prepare, and then one only being concerned at sitting at Jesus's feet. There has to be a balance in order for it to work. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need to prioritize, but at the same time, not neglect the other responsibilities that we have. And part of that may mean that you as a family or the people that you live with needs to start pulling their weight more so that the burden and the responsibilities don't just fall on one or two people. That everyone who lives in that household or everyone who's part of that family needs to help so that, you know, they say that many hands make light work. So that one person or two people are not only stressed out, burdened, and have all of that fall on their plate. So what are priorities for you? What are the things that really matter? Because at different stages in life, we all have different priorities. And as we get older and as we change, our priorities change, right? I'm sure that your priorities now are probably different than they were 20 years ago. The priorities that you have now are completely different than when you were younger or when you didn't have certain responsibilities. They change over time. So the things that really matter are often the things that cannot be bought with money, are often the things that cannot be brought back after they're gone. The things that really matter are the things that are often very temporary, that we don't always give full attention to and sometimes even take for granted. Your children and grandchildren are not going to be little forever. Make them a priority and invest time with them. You know, sometimes we may look at somebody's house or look at somebody's kitchen or, and say, oh, they're, they're so messy, you know, whatnot. And, and, you know, I have this picture-perfect kitchen that looks like nobody cooks in it and whatnot. But then you think to yourself, the person with the messy kitchen may not have had time to get to it, but they'd spent that time playing with their children. They spent that time running around with their grandchildren. They spent that time. And so look at your priorities. What really matters? Your parents, your grandparents are not going to be around forever. Make them a priority in your life. Spend time with them. Invest time now. Do you know how many people I've spoken to over the years who said, I wish I had spent more time, or I wish I had taken time to go with them someplace, or to do certain things, or to call more, or to visit more. My friends, don't wait until it's too late. Make your family, make your parents, make your grandparents a priority now. And God bless so many of you who do that, who take such good care of your family members, your parents, your grandparents. But I want to specifically encourage those of you who may not necessarily have them as a priority. Listen, 
Your parents or grandparents need your help at times, whether that is to take them grocery shopping or to drive them to an appointment, to, to do things with them or to do things for them. Don't look at it as a burden. Look at it as an opportunity to serve them because they have served you to raise you and to take care of you all of these years. Use that opportunity and prioritize the things and the people that really matter. Your son or daughter, son, daughter, children, how many ever you may have, they won't live at home forever. At least you hope not, right? Use that time and enjoy them being with you. A loud, messy house sometimes is more valuable than a quiet, clean house. Your body and your health are not going to take care of itself. Use this opportunity to prioritize your health, your well-being, your mental health, and take care of yourself now. Make it a priority in your life. You see, prioritize the people who are not going to be around forever. Prioritize the opportunities that you're not going to have all the time. Experiences, memories, opportunities, laughs, all of those things are things that naturally happen in our everyday life. And sometimes we miss out on those beautiful things that happen around us because we're so busy or we're so consumed with our to-do list or the things that we have to get done. My friends, if there is something that I have learned in the last few years of marriage at least is that the work will always still be there tomorrow. <laughs> The dishes will get dirty again. There are the clothes will accumulate to be washed. Their dust on the floor and the furniture will just come again. And that's not to say that you're not to take care of it, but understand there are often times there are things that are even more important than that. And use this opportunity to spend time and to do the things that you need to do as a family. Sometimes we need to make sure that we are prioritizing um, our money and how we spend money. Sometimes we need to wake up and tell ourselves, I can't afford to buy that because my priority is paying my mortgage. It's, it's paying rent. It's groceries and so maybe this month I don't need that new outfit maybe this month we can't afford to do that prioritize your money and in doing so you need to take care of the responsibilities that you have financially whether that is bills whether that's paying back someone that you owe whatever it is make it a priority it's important that we do the things that still need to get done on the everyday basis but not to be so consumed by it that it distracts us from the more important things in life. You see, Martha was distracted by the dinner she was preparing, by the things that she was doing, the things that are important, yes, but are not eternal. On the other hand, Mary was so busy and consumed with just listening to Jesus' teachings, sitting at his feet, that she forgot about the other responsibilities that she had, which we still need to be mindful of. One night, my husband and 
I late at night were standing in the kitchen talking. He had just come home, and I believe it was probably about 1.30 in the morning. And so we were just standing in the, the kitchen talking. And as we were talking, he, he was holding a drink, a can of carbonated water, okay? And he was telling me a story about something that had happened. And in the middle of telling the story, he was kind of acting it out, okay? Now, keep in mind, he, he's holding a can of carbonated water. And so I'm listening, but I'm also watching, right? And so he's like, yeah, this happened. And, that, and, and, and so I'm like, you know, trying to get in in his pauses. You know, oh, be careful. Or, oh, don't, don't spill that. Or, oh, you know, let's, let's put that down. Or, you know, and, and so he's just telling his story, right? So eventually, as he's telling the story and acting out what's happening, he jerks forward in his movement and guess what happens? In that moment, I felt like a prophet. I said, I knew it. I could feel it. I could sense what was going to happen. I could see the, 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 the water fly out of the can. And, and, and so, yeah, I wasn't upset, but I was mindful that that happened. Now, it didn't faze him. He, he saw that it had flew out and spilled, but it didn't faze him. He just continued telling his story. Now, if you know my personality, you know I can't ignore something like that. And I'm not listening to your story until it's cleaned up. But, of course, it was late and I wanted to be, you know, respectful of what he was saying. And so I didn't interrupt him. He continued telling his story. But as he was telling his story... I just kept looking around because I knew that something had spilled, right? And I also knew that I need to clean this up because it could get sticky and we could forget about it and we need to clean it up. So I thought, if only I could just pinpoint exactly where the spill is, then as soon as he's finished speaking, I'm going to go and clean it up so I know where it is. But the problem was that the tile is white, and the ledge is white as well. And so because of the glare from the light and, and then the other side was dark and because it's late, I couldn't find the spill. Like I couldn't see where it was. So he's standing there talking and he continues to ask, are you listening? Lisa, are you listening? Or, yeah, 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 I'm listening, I'm listening, right? But, but meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out where this spill went because I can't see it. And it was bothering me. And, and so after a while, again, he didn't get upset, but he said to me, will you just listen? We can clean it up after. Because <laughs> he knew I was getting really distracted by it. And you know, in that moment, I, I'm telling you this story, because in that moment when he said that, I realized, you know, I was getting so distracted by something so meaningless and insignificant Instead of listening to my husband's story, instead of paying attention to something that was more important that I don't know if I'm going to get the opportunity to hear again, I was so consumed by something so small and insignificant. And I believe that in the same way there are times in life where we become so distracted by meaningless and insignificant things that happen to us. 
that we become so consumed with looking for it or searching for things or, or trying to find something that we think is going to help us be happy or satisfy us when we're missing out on something even greater. And my friends, the enemy is so good at throwing distractions at us. The enemy is so good at placing distracting things in our life to keep us away from the most important one of all. And it's important for us to identify those distractions, to not allow them to continue in our life. But there are so many people in this world who are searching for some meaning, who are searching for, for love, who are searching for acceptance, that they end up running here, there, and everywhere in this world to try to find it. When Jesus is saying, I'm here, are you listening? Are you paying attention to what I'm saying? Are you following my leading? Or are you getting too distracted by the things of this world that are just temporary? Are we getting too distracted? Where are your priorities? What is it that you value the most? Because certain people, opportunities, and experiences won't be around forever. So in her frustration, Mary comes to Jesus and she says, tell her to come and help me. And Jesus responds to her in verse 41. He says, my dear Martha, you are worried and concerned over all these things. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. I want you to understand, in Jesus saying this to Martha, he was not rebuking her for being busy serving, but he did want her to spend time with him. He did want her to spend time with him instead of only being concerned about the thing that needed to be done, the task at hand. And I completely understand, and I'm sure you do as well, what it's like to be busy, what it's like to have so many things to do that sometimes it doesn't feel like there's enough hours in the day to get them all done. But again, regardless of what needs to get done, regardless of what is on our to-do list and what we need to take care of, the greatest priority that we can ever make is spending time with the Lord. Spending time with the Lord. When I started as an intern here at Rosewood, one of the first books that Pastor Nick gave me to read was called Too Busy Not to Pray. <laughs> Too Busy Not to Pray. That was the first book that he gave me to read. And it was so important because it reminded me, and it still reminds me, of the importance of putting God first and allowing him to take charge, allowing him to work out all of the things that I need to get done because I can't do it on my own. But when I put it in his hands, he helps and he makes a way and he provides. Mary sat at Jesus' feet, listening to his teaching, worshiping him, just being in his presence. I want to ask you, honestly, think about it. When was the last time that you had some really 
uninterrupted good time with the Lord, just worshiping individually by yourself, just sitting in his presence, just talking with him, not a rushed prayer before you have to leave, not a prayer before you fall asleep at night, not just some music you listen to while you're cleaning, but uninterrupted where you're doing nothing but just being in God's presence. You see, it's so important that we do that, that we make time and we spend it with the Lord. Prioritize spending time with the Lord. Whether that is reading the scripture or or studying it in a small group or Bible study. Whether it's praying by yourself or with a group. Whether that is meditating on God's word and just allowing him to speak to you. Whether it's worshiping or, or listening to a message or listening to worship music. Whatever it may be. Make spending time with the Lord a priority. Every single day. Whatever amount of time you're able to give, give him your undivided attention and worship him. Spending time with the Lord is essential for us as Christians in building our relationship with him, in strengthening our faith, in allowing him the opportunity to speak to us, to give us direction, to give us instructions, to help us to know what to do and when to do it. Spending time with the Lord is like any relationship that we have. If we don't invest in it, it will never grow and get deeper. If we don't spend time with the Lord, we cannot expect to know him more and more and go deeper in our understanding, to receive wisdom, to receive revelation, to receive those things. We need to make it a priority to spend time with God. God loves us so much, and he desires for us to spend time with him. It's when we spend time with God that we receive strength. We're empowered. We're renewed. We find rest. We hear from God and we receive instruction from him. A well-known song, worship song reminds us, in the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, troubles vanish, hearts are mended in the presence of of the king. You see, in the presence of God, we are changed and transformed. You cannot truly experience the presence of God and not be changed. You cannot truly hear from God and not walk away different. You cannot truly experience God fully and not allow it to affect every area of your life. Spending time with God is so essential. And when we focus on Jesus more and more, our problems look smaller and smaller because we understand that he is a big God, that he is so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. Be still in God's presence and allow him the opportunity to do what he wants to do, to speak, to move, to have his way, but we must prioritize spending time with him. Find that time that works for you, whether it's in the morning or at night, at your lunch, on a break, whatever it is, find what works for you. In closing, I want you to think about what are your priorities? 
What currently are your priorities? And if you're not sure, think about what you spend the most time, the most money, the most energy on. Because what you spend the most time and energy and money on is your priority. And if that's not God, then I'm afraid to tell you that sadly you've built an idol in your life. And the first commandment that God gives us is not to have any other gods before us. And it is so important that we look to him and we say, God, help me never to put anything in front of you. And you see, you may say to yourself, well, I don't worship a statue. I don't pray to this. It doesn't matter, my friends. Sometimes we make money our idol. We make our job our idol. We make sports or we make social media or we make other people an idol. And that needs to be broken because God is worthy of first place in our life. He is God and God alone and beside him there is no other. Is he your priority? Are you putting him first? Because here's the thing, God tells us that not only does he want us to put him first, but he tells us that when we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, that everything else will be added onto us. Because when we make God a priority, he takes care of every other need. What is your priority? Maybe it's time today for you to set your priorities straight. And the greatest priority that we have and the most important decision that we will ever make is to make Jesus Christ our Savior and our Lord. And I want to encourage you, if you have not yet made that decision, if that is not a priority for you, then I pray that God would move upon you, that he would stir up in your heart a, a hunger and a thirst and, and give you what you need each day to help you put him first in all that you do. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. And we thank you, God, that you have put us first that we are your greatest priority, that you long to hear from us, that you stand ready to forgive, that your arms are always open wide to us. And so, God, we pray that you would help us in our everyday life, Lord, to look at the things that are important, to prioritize the most important people and things that we need to do. God, help us to make time for all the other things, but not to be so consumed by them that we have no other time to spend on what is most important. And so, God, help us to put the people and the things first that need to be put first. We pray that you would help us to put you in first place in our life, that before you there would be nothing else, God. We pray that you would break down those walls, that you would break down those idols, that you would, Lord, indeed be first place in everything that we do. We pray that you would help us, that you would lead us, that you would guide us. Lord, I pray for those who have not made you first place, that you would stir up in them a desire to do so. For those who have never put their faith and trust in you, God, may they, may they indeed make that decision and not put it off. 
because we know that life is too short and we don't know when we'll have that opportunity because today can be that day of salvation. And so, Lord, we thank you for who you are. Help us day by day to be more and more into the men and the women that you desire us to be. We thank you, God, for your love that is so deep and so wide, that does not change, that does not tarnish, that does not grow old, that cannot be less. Lord, we thank you that you love us with an everlasting love, a deep love, because you are our Father. And so, Lord, help us in everything that we do to honor and to glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.